This video was brought to you by Brilliant. Today, a senior Hamas official is killed, Japan launches an investigation into the Tokyo airport collision, and Donald Trump attempts to overturn his ballot ban. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 3rd of January. Our main story today is the news that a senior Hamas leader has been killed in a drone strike in the Lebanese capital of Beirut. And this attack, which Lebanon and Hamas have blamed on Israel, could risk spreading the Gaza conflict well beyond Palestine. The explosion happened last night in a southern neighborhood of Beirut, killing Hamas's deputy leader Salal al-Aluri, along with two Hamas military commanders and four other members in the Hamas office. As with previous attacks, Israel has neither confirmed nor denied responsibility, but referred the assassination as a surgical strike against the Hamas leadership. If confirmed as an Israeli strike, it would be the state's first attack on Hamas outside of the Palestinian territories since October 7th. So last night, Lebanon's prime minister accused Israel of trying to drag it into a regional war. And the Iran-backed Hezbollah military group, which has clashed with Israeli troops on Lebanon's south border, has threatened punishment for the killing. So who actually was al-Aruri, and why does his death matter? Well, the 57-year-old was a veteran member of Hamas, and had been in Beirut acting as a liaison with Hezbollah after helping to establish Hamas's presence in the occupied West Bank. Now, Israel blamed him for having known about the lethal attack in southern Israel on October 7th, but Hamas says that he was playing a key role in negotiations with Qatar and Egypt over the release of Israeli hostages. Hamas has reiterated, however, that it will not be releasing any hostages until a complete secession of aggression against Palestinians. Al-Aruri's killing has also caused hundreds of people in the West Bank to protest in the streets. In the last few days, Israel has been heavily bombarding the Palestinian Red Crescent Society headquarters in Khan Yunus, while Yemen's Iran-backed Houthi militants have also increased their attacks on shipping in the Red Sea. Over 22,000 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza since October 7th, and 57,000 have been injured, with 85% of the population now displaced. All in all, the possibility of a regional war is really increasing, with French President Emmanuel Macron urging Israel to avoid escalation, particularly with Lebanon, after the strike last night. In the meantime, Israel is continuing preparations for a broader conflict, saying that its forces are ready for any scenario. Now, there's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us in your podcast app of choice to listen along. Yesterday, we reported on a catastrophic collision at Tokyo's Haneda Airport, which took place between a Japan Coast Guard Dash 8 plane and an Airbus A350 operated by Japan Airlines. At this point, we know that five out of the six crew members on the Coast Guard plane died. Well, miraculously, all 379 passengers on board the A350 survived. Transport officials for the Japan Safety Transport Board have now opened two separate investigations into the incident. As part of these investigations, they're cooperating with agencies in both France, where the Airbus was made, and Britain, where the Rolls-Royce engines were made. Investigators also plan to interview the pilots and officials from both sides, alongside air traffic control officials, to find out how both planes ended up being on the runway at the same time. Separately these investigations by the JTSB, the Japanese police have also opened an investigation into possible professional negligence. 
Right now, it's unclear exactly what caused the collision, although an aviation analyst and former Japan Airlines pilot told Reuters that there's a strong possibility there was a human error. He added, aircraft accidents very rarely occur due to a single problem, so I think that this time too, there were two or three issues that led to the accident. Next up. Former President Donald Trump has today appealed against a decision made in Maine to remove him from the 2024 presidential ballot in the state. Only a week ago, Maine's Supreme Court ruled that as the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution barred anyone who had engaged in insurrection or rebellion from holding federal office, the former president was ineligible to stand. Facing backlash about this decision, Maine Secretary of State defended themselves, arguing that she had a sacred obligation to uphold the law. Notably, Colorado has also banned Trump from standing under essentially the same reasoning. Now, the former president has argued in court today that Bellows made multiple errors of law and that she acted in an arbitrary and capricious manner. His legal team added that President Trump will be excluded from the ballot as a result of the secretary's actions. As things stand, though, the US Supreme Court is expected to take up the issue. And the decision to ban Trump from being on the ballot in these states can't take effect until all legal challenges, including, importantly, the Supreme Court case, are settled. So we'll keep you updated on the outcome of this story when it happens. Next up, let's move to Britain, where today marks the start of the longest strike in NHS history. That's because the British Medical Association has stated that junior doctors' pay in England has been reduced by a quarter since 2018. Currently, junior doctors are paid around £15 an hour and are demanding a 35% increase. The government, however, argues that this is simply unaffordable. After five weeks of negotiation, the Department of Health failed to strike a new deal with junior doctors, prompting the start of this six-day strike, which is expected to lead to over 200,000 appointments being cancelled. As a result, this is being described as one of the most disruptive strikes in the history of the NHS, and its toughest challenge yet. That's because the strike also comes at the super-busy post-festive period, when winter pressures are often the most severe. In fact, the NHS has been crippled for a while now, with long waiting times for patients and the number of staff leaving rocketing over the last few years. Over the past year, more than 1.2 million appointments and treatments have been cancelled due to ongoing strikes, which have cost the NHS over £2 billion. BMA leaders have stated that the government is unlikely to offer a new deal during this strike period, and as such, the strike is expected to end at 7am on January 9th. Finally today, let's stick with the UK and discuss the country's use of gas and coal. It's been reported that the use of such fossil fuels for electricity has now reached its lowest point since 1957, with the amount of electricity generated by them falling by 20% in the last year alone. Last year, gas power plants generated 31% of the UK's electricity, while coal produced just 1%. Now, the UK replaced this electricity generation with power imports, mostly from nuclear power from France and hydropower from Norway, alongside domestic renewable energy. As we step into 2024, many of us are contemplating our New Year's resolutions, always looking to improve ourselves and learn more about the world around us. And while our content is always a good starting point, a lot of the stuff we talk about can seem pretty complicated, especially when we dive into analytics and detailed data. 
But luckily, there's a fun and easy way to learn more, which doesn't cost thousands of dollars or take years and years of schooling. That's because Brilliant is the best way to learn maths, data science, and computer science interactively. And the good thing is that it doesn't take long to learn either. These complex topics are broken down into small but accessible chunks, designed around your busy schedule. Even just a few minutes a day can help you with accumulating new knowledge over time in a fun and engaging way. As time goes on, you'll get used to that empowering feeling of learning too, because Brilliant isn't just about memorization and lectures. Brilliant teaches you by doing, using active learning techniques to teach you the principles behind otherwise complex topics and ensuring that you actually understand what's going on. So whether you want to brush up on your basic math skills, improve your employment prospects, or just have another New Year's resolution for 2024, you can check out that everything that Brilliant has to offer free for a full 30 days by going to brilliant.org forward slash TLDR. Plus, the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. Thanks for your support, and thanks to Brilliant for sponsoring this video.